Hey, this is Adasa, the voice of Dolores from Disney's Encanto, and you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Rachel. And before I go, because I am the voice of Dolores, I gotta say, hey, grew to live in fear, Bruno stuttering or stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with the sound of falling sand. Stay tuned for more. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of... The Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! The Magic R-Way Podcast! They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sana, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Hour podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. This episode of the Magic Hour podcast is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. This week, as you may recognize, is the last week before Christmas Day. And for most areas in and around Louisiana, it is also final exam week for many schools. So between helping our kids with final exams and the rush to get things ready for the holiday, there wasn't much time to record a fresh new episode. But we did not want to leave you hanging, which is why I present to you two encore performances from two holiday episodes. The first thing you will hear is an abridged version of show number 351, titled Walt Disney World's Ghosts of Christmas Past, where Professor X, Keith, teaches us about the holiday celebrations that used to take place in Walt Disney World. I encourage you to check out all three episodes, shows number 351, 352, and 353, where we explore the past, present, and future of Walt Disney World holiday celebrations. These shows were recorded during the lockdown back in 2020 and deserve a second chance, as Keith really did a great job with these shows. Now, the second thing you'll hear comes from 2015, and it was a bonus release. Our former host, Lee, wrote a Moican version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. This story features many Moican references like Chief Fish Sean Wu, Dr. Mahookan, Grub, and many, many more. Please enjoy my dramatic reading of Lee's Twas the Night Before a Moican Christmas. And then we close the show with an encore of our old generic show endings. Danny and I recorded that generic ending for occasions where we couldn't get together and record a fresh show, but we had something in the bank. It has been a while since we've used it, so a lot of you older Moicans will probably uh, have heard this before and kind of recognize it and chuckle. Uh, so I, because of that, I felt an encore of that generic ending deserved one more hearing for sure. We'll probably need to re-record it because it is kind of old and whatnot. So we need some uh, maybe get a fresh generic ending and intro. So look, this entire encore show goes out to Nick F., the Moican Postmaster General, who is probably still working to make sure your packages arrive in time for Christmas. More power to you, good sir. In addition, we also want to thank all of the Moicans for your continued support throughout the years, through all 500 episodes. We definitely, definitely appreciate it, and we look forward to your support in years to come. As a reminder, the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts and wherever you access and listen to podcasts like YouTube, Spotify, wherever. Spread the word, man. Let Disney fans far and wide know that there is an alternative to the usual. So on behalf of Danny, Eli, Rachel, and myself, 
Enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go relive these great Magic Arway holiday moments. Mohegans, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in December 2020, and we have Professor X, who's going to tell us about Christmas in Walt Disney World past, present, and future. In Christmas past, we're going to talk about stuff that doesn't exist anymore. No, it's gone. Things that are gone, that are canceled, that are no longer existing. That is what we're going to discuss. We miss it out. In the ghost. We're missing out. We miss it out. We We are missing out. out on the ghosts of Christmas past. And that is what. Professor X is going to tell us about on this show. No, no, Keith, can you give us like a brief tease? Like, so when we're talking about things that don't exist in Disney anymore, what would that be? Show a little late, Keith. So how about Lights of Winter? Yes. Born Lights, Holiday yes. Wishes. Yes. Florian Pageantry of Christmas. Yes. All There's a that. ton of stuff that's no longer in the past. Yes. That's right. That's the it. Holidays. You guys missed it. Yes. Right. Right. That's cool. And then the next show, you're going to hear the Ghost of Christmas present. The Ghost ah. of Christmas. These is are the things that if you went now, you, you can find in the park. Right now. Keith, a little tease. What are we going to be talking about the Ghost of Christmas present? Well, if you, you can see Epcot Festival of the Holidays, you can go over to the resorts and see various Christmas decorations. There's a lot going on right now, so uh, make sure you book with uh, Lee. Don't miss on it. That's right. You got about two weeks left to do that. <laughs> hurry up. Hurry so, up. Hurry up. Well, that's kind of b- Why don't you go? <laughs> Never mind. Book with Rachel Robert. Yeah, just, dude, say- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Be somewhat hospitable. Hey, that's no hospitable Vika. I toss you up boldly and you just destroy it? Come on. Well, there is a rivalry there, sir. And look, look. What is happening on Ghost of Christmas Future, sir? Well, let me get out my crystal ball and let me try to figure it out for you guys. That's why it's uh, Christmas Future. Yes, but we'll sir. also talk about things that were canceled due to COVID this year. So that are coming back. Yeah, we hope they're coming back or maybe coming back. We have a good uh, reason to believe that they will be back in 2021. Is that not right, Keith? Yes, that is. Yes, yes, yes. It's just awesome. So look, let me uh, let me not belabor the point. Let me toss it off to listener X. Oh, I'm sorry. Professor X, who's going to take us on this three-show journey, guys. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you stay tuned and listen to us and keep track of us on social media because you're going to want to hear these next three shows. The Christmases in Walt Disney World, past, present, and future. So, Professor X, where are you going to take us first, sir? Well, let's first you know, go way back to the opening of Disney World. So on October 1st, 1971, obviously Disney World opens. That's way back. Way, way back. Way, way back. Way back. And it goes a little something like this. None of what? us were even born yet. No, we were not born yet. So it's uh, October. No, Lee was born. Lee was totally born. Oh, Lee. No, I wasn't born yet because I was born in November. Keith, were you born? I was born in March 71. So, yeah, oh, the 50th. You're older than Lee? Yep. Oh my God, Lee, you look horrible. <laughs> Wait, Keith, do you remember when Disney World opened? <laughs> oh yeah, it was a uh, you know I had a little rattle in my mouth. I was about six, seven months old, but yeah, I remember hey, pretty vividly. Man, for me, sperm and egg did not join yet. No, they did not. No, they did not. <laughs> oh my God! Not until seventy four did but- they join, and then in April seventy five, I became to be. 
Can I tell you something? On that evening in the bathroom of that scissor steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> your daddy looked at your mama and said, you're the one. You know what? I, he and said, I love you. <laughs> If he ain't first and last, Ricky Kevin. That's what he said. That's if he ain't it. first and last. He ain't first and last. So tell us, Keith, what happened in 1971? All right. So the park opens in 1971, and obviously they have their first holiday season coming upon them. So what do you guys think that the Walt Disney Company did for um, Disney World Christmas decorations in 1971? Oh, they ripped the chickens. They raped chickens? They rode off on the women. And the women. <laughs> yes. With the chickens. Yes, with the chickens. And prune the hedges. Prune the hedges. Of many a small, small village in Magic yes. Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> no. They didn't do that, did they? I would imagine roller skates because we're talking the 70s. Oh. Disco balls for ornaments. Uh, Don Cornelius introducing yes. people to check out everything. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Don Cornelius. That's what I I'm going with. I had disco balls. <laughs> you still have disco balls, sir. I do. You shot a flashlight in those things. Light up the studio. Dude. And everybody's blind. It's great. Hey, Keith. Yeah. You know why they call them disco balls? Why? Because disco in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the rivalry lives, man. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> Shots are fired. Whoa. That one was right across the bow there. Damn. Let me tell you, that was the, boy, that was the, look, that's (laughs) how your line ended tonight. That was just stupid. No, that was awesome. It was. It was a little stupid. No, it was a little stupid. No, he it sold it. Skosh, stupid. No, but he sold it. He totally on. sold it. That was. That worked well. Just going oh. your mouth. That caught me unaware. Oh no. We should just drop his mic and walk away right now. Yes. Oh. Yeah. oh. Professor said, "Walk away. I'm gonna take this from here." I heard what he said to you, Lee. He said you spit. That's your best joke. You ain't got nothing else. Lee, you better. All right. So in the 70s, so there was no disco ball. There were no bell bottoms in the, in the Christmas yeah. era. No, there was, but probably not at the Magic Kingdom in 1971. I'm imagining lots of pencil. You, lots of yeah, pencil? Pencil's probably a good guess. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it was a new park. It opened in 1971. So probably what they did is they probably looked at what they did for Disneyland Main Street, and they basically copied that right over and just dumped it on Main Street in, in the Magic Kingdom. We do have an idea of how the park was decorated based on an Orlando Central newspaper article on December 12, 1971, and said that Walt Disney World's first Christmas would be a spirited two-week holiday full of cheer, tradition, colorful Disney character parades, and a religious pageantry of the season. So they had Utah decorations bringing sparkle to the already fun-filled Magic Kingdom, Decked out literally for Christmas with a giant tree and hundreds of wreaths of hemlock and holly. Hemlock is dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> Holly's fine. Wait, didn't the philosopher drink that and die? Didn't that go kill Socrates? Socrates. That Socrates. was Socrates' last word was, <laughs> who poisoned me? <laughs> so is that is that accurate, Keith? Did hemlock kill Socrates? Uh, yes. I drank what? <laughs> that was the line. That was the last word he said. That's right. And you know what else he killed? What? What? Him like killed the radio star. That's it. Oh. <laughs> killed philosophy, like radio. Kill the radio star. What? So, theme park in 71 had lights and decorations and Main Street shop windows and plenty of poinsettias and 50,000 pansies as well. 
and the town square had a snowy 50-foot Christmas tree selected and cut from a farm in Paradise, Michigan, and 1,200 lights. They were spending a lot of money back then, and giant ornaments adorning the tree. That's expensive. Yes, it yeah, is. back then, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It's illuminating to know that. So the idea of Christmas decorations in the Magic Kingdom actually worked because Christmas was actually busier than Thanksgiving based on uh, Disney publicity manager Charlie Ridgway, and all 1,500 rooms at the Contemporary and the Polynesian were booked up. Um, and attendance actually increased during that time period due to the holidays. Oh, wow. So actually, for the three days right around Christmas, the gate total, now think about it, this is 1971 numbers, actually were 70,000. So that's what, about 25,000, 20,000, something like that a day? Mm-hmm. Damn. So holidays at the Magic Kingdom, because that's all there was back then, was actually, uh, it actually worked to get people to come visit. But in 1972, they kind of miscalculated a little bit. So in 1972, the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day was open from 10 to 6 p.m. So they anticipated big crowds. So they, they went around to different staff and asked them if they could stay late because of the, the park was so crowded. At 10.30 a.m., they had 40,000 people in the park. But then what happened is around 5.30 or so, right before the park closed, everybody left to go home for um, Christmas dinner. So Disney paid a lot of overtime that night for pretty much nothing because everybody left early. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if they closed at six, that makes sense, right? Like, it's not like they were open until nine and they had the park, you know, empty for three hours. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking they they were going to probably keep it open later. This was kind of early 70s where, you know, they... They probably were going to keep it open. Why would they go around and ask all their employees, hey, can you stay later? That's a good point, too. Yeah. I can see where they would have some overflow or people would be loitering or something around. But if you close at 6, like with me, I'm like, all right, it's 5. Let's start getting it together, guys. we got to get home and eat. I'm sure Disney figured out a way to make that money back up. I'm sure you're right, Lee. That was Eli. Eli, sorry. You got me confused we, with Lee. You get mixed up a lot, yeah. You guys sound the same. Twin. They I'm, do. I know, yeah. I got to... Think of shoes too. I'm not as stylish as Lido. I know. It's all about the glory. COVID. So let's talk about one of the big Disney Christmas traditions that lasted for several years, I believe something like 26 years. It was the glory and pageantry of Christmas. Have you guys ever heard of this? Glory of the story at Christmas. That's it. Yeah, every time Eli has an outro. That's it. That's the story. It's all about the glory. You're missing out. You're missing out. Missing out. So in uh, 1975, the Disney Village Marketplace opened, and this was before, you know, downtown Disney and uh, Disney Springs and all this. So it was more just local shops and restaurants, you know, didn't have Mickey Mouse and all that in, you know, in the stores and you could buy Disney merchandise back then. So the problem is um, nobody was going to Disney Village Marketplace, especially around the holidays. So Disney basically had an idea to try to get people to the Disney Village Marketplace around Christmas to do some shopping, stop at the restaurant. So they actually came up with a Christmas show called The Glory and Pageantry of Christmas, which was held three times a night showing the story of Christmas. So this was kind of the religious aspects where they had 36 performers, live animals, Dickens carolers, and they also brought in local church choirs. Whoa. And they told the story of Christmas. They had Mary and Joseph approach the manger, revealing the child Jesus. And then the shepherds would come and angels would rise between them. Um, not between and behind them. And then a highlight of the show was the lighting of a 45-foot evergreen Christmas tree. So this was 
kind of the religious aspect of Christmas and presenting this to try to get people to come in the shop. And then Bob, Bob Iger said, hey, put a Mickey head on that baby Jesus. We need Damn. to sell some more Mickey. Thank you. <laughs> we need- <laughs> that was my joke. That was, he took your joke? Yeah, he took my joke. I waited for him to finish. He took my joke. That's good. I guess we all getting confused. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Oh. That is no serious. That is amazing. Like that they didn't amazing. even. That is that's a way and amazing. That's <laughs> 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 amazing. A way and amazing. <laughs> amazing. That poor child he sleeps there in a manger because he. You know, if, was, if they did that again today, they'd have Baby Yoda in the little manger. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The businessman. They mean Grogu. Grogu. I haven't seen that episode yet. Thanks oh, for I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's spoiler. It is spoiler. It's just that's... his name. I said Grogu. I don't know what you think of that. I Grogu thought you said Goku. It but could mean anything. It could mean anything. Right. Grogu. I just think that's funny Drago. that like the businessman. Yes. Oh, yes. Drago. The baby Drago. I'm baby Drago. But really Go. quick, I like the fact that like the businessmen in this time are like, yeah, we're just going to do straight Christmas, but yeah, the businessmen of today, they totally, yeah, they would have totally put another character right in the middle of that. The show wound up being a huge success and it was performed three times a night and Mm -hmm. over time, the crowds got so big over the years that it was originally back at the Captain's Tower, which was this tower kind of in the center of Disney Village Marketplace and then it moved to the, uh, Dockside stage so more people could see it. Oh. Now, Disney got smart over time as they started giving out tickets and they said, Well, if you want to see the eight o'clock show, um, here's the ticket. Come back in two hours and we have all these shops that you can shop in while you're waiting. Now, what year is this? This was seven, well, it started in 75 and it actually ran to 1994. No, that's crazy. Okay. Dickens, oh, wow. If you got Dick in your name, you got to perform at least three times a night. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> well, I'm not married, so I got to still go. I got to still that go. Biagravica if you want to perform three times a night. Well, that's saber. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I'm just having fun. All right, so let's jump ahead to uh, 1991. Now, this was a really interesting year. So Disney World was celebrating its 20th anniversary, and at the same time period, a couple of Disney resorts opened in 91. Let's see if anyone... Um, has an idea of which ones. Oh, can I? Can I? Go ahead, Danny. This is 71. 91. 91. 91. 91. No, 91. 91. We're at 20-something. No, we were still in high school. 71 was so much easier. Okay. You guys have a gimme here. We just did a show about it back in June. Shh. Don't. Man, don't no make hints. this easy. No, no hints. Hard stuff. Hard stuff. With the Magic Hour podcast, damn it. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> I love hard. Right. So 91. What was the question? <laughs> what, what resorts opened up in 91? Oh, Disney. okay. What resorts opened in 91? Okay. Uh, Cri- um, uh, Caribbean, Caribbean Beach. That was 88. Port Orleans. Port Orleans. I hear somebody Lakes say Port Orleans. That was Lee. I hope the travel agent would know. That was, yep. That opens. And there was. Stop, 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 This is fun. All Stars. All Stars was 96, I believe. Damn. Wait, all three? No. I don't think all three opened. No, they were the night. They were the, you know, later on, Danny. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'll accept the judge's they, decision. They, 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 they <laughs> did separately. Decision. Okay. Uh, so, Keith, when did they open? Las Cruz. No, no, no. Don't, don't. No, no, oh, wait, no. So wait, I'll, I'll hazard a guess. So we will take a guess. Um, okay. Cor- 
No, Coronado. No, Coronado, no. Absolutely not. Um, shoot. Wait, did Disney Inn uh, change? At the, I know Disney Inn was open, but I know they changed to mil- strictly military at some point. Yeah, but I'm not really counting that as far as, you know, just changing names. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, All stop right, right there. Stop right there. Okay, so not good, good job, right. thank you. So Disney Inn to change the green, not counted. So, all right. So oh, they, shoot. What are we missing? What is the year again? 1991. 1991. I'm also kind of going a couple months back a little bit. I mean, you can send your hate mail to me later on if you're like, no, it opened up at such and such a point in 90 versus 91. Just just go with it. No, they'll send it to us. We'll just blame. Yeah, we'll just we'll blame it you, you for it. Yeah, yeah no, 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 okay. no worries. Um, yeah. When you went on that band trip, Kevin, something must have just opened up when you went on the band trip because that was in the well, I don't think people lived in that, this Kevin. back when we were staying off site. <laughs> I don't think 90, people lived in your 91, ass, Kevin. I was staying off site. So. <laughs> I could give you an air, like an area just as an S. Like no, 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 no. I want no clues. No clues. Okay, West. Okay, West. Okay, West. Okay, West. No, that was later on. Oh, you're lying. No, you might be wrong, yeah. But I'm not counting that as a resort. Not right counting as a Okay. Um, All right. You can just give up here? No. no we never, never give up. That's why. Never give up, never surrender. Never surrender. Um, so what's a what's a, a smaller resort then? Um, I'm gonna guess. Tell me, Disney Springs, Disney uh, Springs, Yon Beach Club. Yes. Get the f- out there of you here. go. Yeah, yeah. The Yacht Club opened in November 1990, and the Beach Club opens October 1st, 1991. Who's house? Who's house? Yeah. All right. I can't believe you guys couldn't come up with that. It was a lot happening. You know, we were just totally blanking on those those resorts. Well, uh, in our defense, we have a, uh, a travel agent that we think knows all this shit. And uh, we were wrong. Yeah, Lee was a little quiet there. Um, I'm very surprised. So next time um, anybody wants to book at the Yacht and Beach Club for uh, with Lee, um, he might be drawing a blank for you guys. So. Whoa! Uh, book at Suzy Q at what was the uh, at Instagram ad- address? Oh my goodness, yeah, Disco ate your mouth. <laughs> Lee will be like, "What resorts are you talking about? Those are not at Disney. Don't stay off site." Lee, you do. A segment about the hotel. I was, I was, I, I'm the one that told y'all Port Orleans and all that. I didn't want to, I got half the answer. I was waiting for my team to get the other half. Well, what the? F- that's not what we <laughs> you do. Can, you can keep going. We, we were struggling here. We were drowning. Yes, we, we, we were we totally were drowning. Kevin you know broke what? equipment. Can say something? We edit that together. We're gonna seem smart as hell. That's right. Yeah. If you tell anybody, they like keep... twenty minutes out of the show right now. Yeah, right. And no, we're not even halfway even That's done okay. here. But you know no. what? We didn't give up. We still got that motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. And, and that was good, though. I liked that I threw that in there. That was good. That was entertaining. Very good. Very I could have just skipped right over that, but that was good. That was good. All right. So, 1991. So, the Yacht and Beach Club Resort opened up. Good guess, guys. So, um, <laughs> so it was interesting that due to these new resorts, the um, the parks did something different. Now, the, the, res- the resorts were decorated for Christmas before then, but this year they came up with some really interesting... Um, holiday decorations so i kind of just want to get into it a little bit and just tell you you know just see what you guys think about this so first off the disney inn um which was the old golf resort 
So they kind of had a traditional old-fashioned tree trimming party each evening, and they showed Mickey's Christmas Carol and storytelling with Snow White and Dopey. So I'm not really sure why they picked Snow White and Dopey to do their storytelling. Because Dopey's awesome? Maybe, yeah. Oh, no, wow. No, there's no maybe. Well, what about Happy? Man, f- happy. Man. <laughs> well, that does not sound happy. Dopey's awesome. That's my favorite character. Well, he was doing storytelling at the Disney Inn in 91, so there he you go. He should be. Oh. Yep. So, now th- now this one was really interesting. So, when you you celebrate Christmas at the Contemporary Resort, they had Goofy Santa. Hey, that works. Little what bit. kind of theme do you think you're having over the Contemporary Resort in 1991? Lights and Christmas trees and a sheep with three legs. <laughs> well, Wait. yep. That's Definitely on true. the wall there. That's right. Yep. Thank you. But so they decided at over at the Contemporary Resort to have a Santa and Santa Fe theme. Wait, what did Tina Fey do? She had that had show. That <laughs> was pretty good. And she did the, the commercial. Gotcha. Yes. So they had a Santa Fe theme. So they had Chip and Dale dressed as an Indian and an elf singing Christmas songs with a Western swing band and a singing cowboy over at the Contemporary Resort. Not Fort Wilderness, but over at the Contemporary Resort. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So over at the Grand Floridian, they had choir mistress Minnie singing holiday songs and giving away warm cider to guests. So nowadays, they probably wouldn't be giving away the uh, warm cider. They would probably charge you four ninety nine for it. But um, I love warm cider. I love warm insider. <laughs> Dude, this is on it. Why uh, you gotta be like so vulgar, man? <laughs> Gross. Wholesome. We're talking Christmas, Lee. Come on, Jeremy. Christmas. The best time to come down the chimney. Alright, so So the reason why I brought up nineteen ninety one was because yes. the uh this is the year the Yacht and Beach Club opened up. Yes. So they had um New England flavor with strolling minstrels in the lobby. And what Disney characters do you think kind of um, go with the Yacht and Beach Club? Think, um, you know, New England, kind of seaworthy, that kind of stuff. Ooh. Um, George Clooney. Captain Hook. <laughs> George Clooney. Captain Clooney. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Perfect Storm. I'm sorry. Well, we, we guessed it. Captain Hook and Mr. Spee uh, made no. appearances in the lobby in uh, at the Yacht and Beach Club in 1991. Oh, Okay. So now now this is kind of more close to home for you guys. So the Port Orleans Resort, when they opened up the resorts, they had their own holiday festivities. So they celebrated occasion Christmas and invited guests to join in a bonfire celebration led by Papa Noel and Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox would make appearances as well. Cajun Christmas? What? Uh Uh-huh. Yo, you're going to throw Cajun. It better have spice. At least some gumbo on the side. No. Quarter Cajun? I have to call oh. question to that one. I don't know. Oh, ha, ha. But, uh, Keith, what do you got, man? Uh, Keith, you said Cajun. Apparently calling to question. Somebody in Disney, um, probably um, insurance, said, huh, maybe having a bonfire celebration probably is not the best idea. So in 1992, they actually changed how they celebrated the Port Orleans Christmas. So, you know, going back to our episode in June, so Porter Ween, so they said, let's get at a Mardi Gras colored jester who would perform a little show 
balancing a six-foot ladder on his chin, doing some juggling and commenting, and they also gave out free sugar cookies, hot roasted chestnuts, and cider as well. How high was that fire? Okay. That they felt that it was an insurance day. Like, that's got to yeah, be like was a... was it inside or was it in the forest? Yeah. Or? I think it was in the courtyard. They just kind of had an open fire. Hey, kids, come by the fire. Nothing's going to happen here. Well, I mean, they have campfire stores. I mean, unless the kid ju- jumps in the fire, but usually, like, you have fire pits. I mean, I know there wasn't a ride like that back then, but I just... I'm okay, I'm okay with chestnuts. As long as the nuts are on your chest is what you're saying? Yes. I, I totally got what you're saying. Because they're warm. They're like comforter. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like the Snuggie. Except it's nuts. It's the the nutty. Yeah, you nailed it. That's where I'm at. That's my job. What do you guys think of the uh, Mardi Gras Chester Jester? Yeah, you know the Jester thing is not enough for Mardi Gras. Yeah, we see that a lot. Like that's the thing. It maybe it's a benefit for people who are actually in Disney, but it would it would be like if you had something in your local area. It doesn't excite you as much when you see it somewhere else. I need spice. Well, that's exactly. You know what it's like. Uh, you go and you have gumbo in New Orleans, and then you go to another state, and they're like, "Hey, you're from New Orleans. Try this gumbo." I'm like, "No, it fucking sucks." It, exactly it. It's it's you know. Um, that's like Popeyes. I go to Popeyes <laughs> in another state. The doesn't taste the same it's as it does bland. in the United. No, it's bland. It's bland. Yeah. And so, I mean, to answer your question, it, the thing is, is that if you have this gesture, and we're used to seeing it here in New Orleans during Mardi Gras parades, we're seeing the original thing. So when you go somewhere else, it may not be done justice right. It's a duplicate. So uh, it doesn't really say, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I brought back home. It's just like, like you want to go to Disney. But I mean, I would imagine that, yeah, you would want to see stuff that you weren't used to seeing in your home area. All right. So um, just talking about this jester again that they had at the Port Orleans. So he would do his little show and then he would leave the audience to the open courtyard by the pool. And with a candle in his hand, he would tell the story of Noel Candle, a French tradition about having a small candle burn the window on Christmas Eve to light the way for the solitary Christ child. And then they would hand out sheets of paper and the jester and um, Disney guests would sing Christmas carols. So that's how um, in 1991 they celebrated Christmas over at the Port Orleans. Also in 1991, there was a Christmas dinner buffet, um, which was really popular over at the Contemporary um, Resort Fantasia Ballroom. So in 1991, they called it Joy Celebration. But then I guess Disney didn't like the name. So in 1992, it was the Jolly Holly Dinner Show, which ran from 1992 through 1998. And I think, Danny, you caught the show at one point. No, no, no. This one I did not. No, 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 no. 92 to 98 was kind of my dead years for Disney because 92, I graduated from high school and had no money, went to college. By 98, man, I didn't start going to Disney again until about 2000. Okay. All right. Well, let me just kind of explain what this um, show was. So apparently this was, um, it was a dinner buffet and it helped, um, basically the show celebrated the magic of the holiday season. So this was over at the Contemporary Resort. It was in a ballroom and it was a theater on the round and they had a raised main stage and several small stages around the perimeter. And the show took out a holiday village with um, somebody named Papa who basically recalled his holiday memories. So Papa took out the whole village? (laughs) <laughs> was it more like Anakin taking out a whole village? <laughs> That's what I'm Killed imagining. younglings. Yes. <laughs> 
and that you know it had Mickey and the Gang and the Country Bears came out and did a song and they did a Disney version of Nutcracker Suite and uh, it had over a hundred performers and the show was held nightly twice um, 4 15 and eight o'clock and this was a really big show back in the 90s because if Lee was a travel agent back then Lee would basically be selling the Jolly Holly dinner um, slash hotel package. What are you talking about, man? Lee Lost Vic, 145 years old. That's who he is, who he is. <laughs> he been booking trips forever. <laughs> I was back then when they had the Tyrannosaurus. That's right. Uh, That's right. Dinosaur parade. He was booking trips on an abacus. That's right. His first customer was Moses. <laughs> well, you saw me that the other day. Yeah, I was day. like, dude, just walk on water, man. Just split the sea, and you'll be right over the contemporary. Just split the Seven Seas Lagoon. You helped him get to Egypt, so that's, uh, there you go. No, wait a minute, that's not Moses. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, Moses, Moses parted the water. Okay, I'm, I'm getting Moses. You, you good little Catholic boy, you. <laughs> I'm getting Moses and Noah mixed up. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, all Noah did was ride in the boat. Yeah, he uh, got the boat, all the, all the animals from Jungle Cruise. Right. Yeah. That's going to be on the next show. Yes. Moisture. Moisture. <laughs> what? That was the name of the boat. So as time went on, um, Disney just kind of tried different things. So in 1992, they had snow, which was um, white confetti over Pleasure Island. And on Christmas Eve, they gave out free eggnog and cookies. Now, the key word there is free, um, wow. which you wouldn't find nowadays. Oh, I miss Michael Eisner. So they had, you know, they had some snow, which was a big deal. I remember, you know, going down to Florida and being like, oh my God, it's snowing here, you know, just because it's a novelty, but it's really just, you know, either snowflakes or apparently white confetti over at Pleasure Island. Or foam. Or foam, so, yeah. Or foam, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Kind of whatever. But still, that's pretty cool, man. They gave away free eggnog and cookies, made it snow. It didn't charge you for any of that. Yeah. But you had to pay to get in. It was free admission that night, no, too. No, it was free admission. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of, you know that's kind of cool. And then the dinner shows, the Hoopty Doo Review and Broadway at the Top and the Polynesian Review, they all added holiday music during the holidays just to make it a little bit different, a little bit um, just kind of a holiday flair or whatever. Yeah, so. that's special. I like a that. A little special, yeah. That's they put good. a little Santa hat on the pig they roasted. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> pork. Love that pork. There you go. Put a red nose on it, too. So in 1994, they, they had this... Um, they had something called the Holiday Spirit. So this was a special holiday wine tasting and buffet, which was sponsored by the Disney World Food and Wine Society, which I never heard of since then. And this was a separate ticket, and it was only a one-night event. So I guess it was this, this was kind of the first preview of food and wine going back years before it was kind of, you know, there. I think food and wine started around 96. So this was, I guess, their first attempt at that. So Yeah, I think the Food and Wine Society kind of evolved into the Food and Wine Festival people. I thought they were, you were going to say they evolved into the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Like, ah. see, like that, that whole hidden underground society kind of the concept. I thought you were going to say they evolved into the extra, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all C is, really. Yeah, 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 yeah it's true. So then in 96, it was Disney World's uh, 25th anniversary. So they basically had a, you know, 25th anniversary parade, and then they added the... Uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, which we'll talk about in a, um, another episode. 
And at night they had Spectrum Magic, and then they had some you know holiday um, shows. So as time progressed with Disney World, they've developed several nighttime spectaculars to you know try to keep guests in the parks longer. Mm-hmm. So it was only natural for Disney to modify these nighttime spectaculars with a holiday flair around the holidays. Sure. You know which one I miss the most? What? Spanktro Magic. <laughs> Spanktro Magic? You know you don't miss that. You do it every night. <laughs> I would like to relive it every night. <laughs> Remember the magic. Spank, 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 spank. <laughs> so, the first... The first nighttime show they basically modified for the holidays was Illuminations. So they had holiday Illuminations ran for four years from 1994 to 1998. Mm -hmm. And this was played during the holiday season instead of the regular Illumination show. So this show featured Walter Cronkite as a narrator and ran for 12 minutes and had various holiday music ending with Let There Be Peace on Earth. Oh, that's that's a good closer. Yeah. So then what they did is they took that last segment, Let There Be Peace on Earth, and they modified um, Illuminations in 2004 with kind of a holiday tag at the end. And they did this for several years until recently, just having the holiday tag. And then they had special like red and green fireworks after the holiday tag. So just kind of, you know, making it a little special for the holidays. That's yeah, pretty cool. I watched videos of that. It looked pretty cool. I dug mm-hmm. it. So then the other big thing, um, which they did, is over the Magic Kingdom, they modified Wishes. Wishes! <laughs> they like that modification. Holiday huh? Wishes! I like it. So this Holiday Wishes ran for um, 10 minutes, and it premiered in 2005, and sadly it ended in 2018, similar time frame right after um, you know Wishes ended. Well, and yeah. then yeah. basically they... Per- premiered a new fireworks show called Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. Not really the same name as Holiday Wishes, but, you not, know. Not quite as catchy. It's long. And definitely a mouthful. It's got, yeah, it's long. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Oh. <laughs> right, there you go. Mouthful. So, now, one of, the, one of the coolest things that I think they did over at the Magic Kingdom is in uh, premiering in November 2007, they premiered the Castle Dreamlights. So these are those icicles that appear on Cinderella Castle. You guys oh, seen this? Yeah, 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 of course. I have a picture of that on my phone. Magnificent. Yeah, I mean, they're awesome. I think that's they did a really good job of doing something different with the mm-hmm. the castle, but kind of giving you that Christmas feel. Oh, for sure. So then, uh, so apparently, the fairy godmothers um, would light the lights at dusk with a short show, and this is called Cinderella's Holiday Wish, and this ran from 2007 to 2014, and then Frozen came along, and of course, they changed it, <laughs> and now you have Queen Elsa basically um, lighting the castle each night. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Kevin just summed it up perfectly. There was like nothing wrong with what it was like before, but yeah, I I understand why they did it, but yeah, whatever. Put that I put that more recent IP in it versus Cinderella. Yeah, you know? it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, and then um, so over at Epcot, they had um something really cool, which ran from 1994 through 2009. So this was Lights of Winter. Yeah. So. So this was a centerpiece of Epcot's Holidays World Around the Celebration. Do you guys remember this at all? Yes, I do. I remember that fondly. I do not. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a big structure, like over that main path going into World Showcase. Oh, yeah! 
yeah, 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 yeah. And it had a bunch of lights and they okay. had music and stuff. Yeah. Okay, yes, I knew it. I knew it, but I didn't know it by name. Right, right. Yeah, yeah these I'm were sure like giant it. white arches, which they did. Um, kind of like Kevin said, going from Future World to World Showcase. Yeah, it was gorgeous. They had 30,000 lights and they synchronized it to music. So, um, that was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. You know, Christmas 2019 was the last year that Lights of Winter ran because Disney announced that the technology to run this was obsolete, so they basically retired it. Yeah, light bulbs are obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't use light bulbs yeah, we, anymore. we totally retired the light bulb. <laughs> Meanwhile, my neighbor down the street has a... You can tune into the radio and it syncs up with his Christmas lights. You know, even still, I don't know Come why on. they couldn't just replace it with LEDs. Exactly. I mean, they're, yeah, they're cheaper in the long run. They'll last long and they still could have kept it up. Yeah, I don't True. buy any and of And the this. colors are more vivid. Very vivid. 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 I was very sad when that left. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting to rekindle that McDonald's relationship and bring in the golden arches. <laughs> <laughs> McDowell's. McDowell's. <laughs> they can probably get McDowell's the sponsor. Yeah, I'd be more yeah. happy. And then over at, uh, you know, Disney always trying, you know, trying new things. So in the 2016 holiday season, over at... Um, Disney Springs, they brought in a drone show, which ran for five minutes over the lagoon between Disney Springs and Disney Saratoga Springs, and this was Starbright Holidays. Starlight, Starlight. Any of you guys get to see this one? Uh, I did, but it kind of just droned on and on. (laughs) (laughs) So this was like various drones kind of forming different shapes and, you know, Disney um, Christmas music playing in the background, and the, the finale would be the drones would form a dove. Now, and then the the last um, big signature nighttime holiday spectacular was over at Disney uh, MGM Studios or Holiday Studios or whatever you want to call it now. Holiday Studios. That's what I call it. Holiday Studios. Holiday, holiday Studios. studios. There you go. Holiday Studios. I want to get that. <laughs> so you know the big thing over there was the Osborne Whites. Oh yeah, so, gotta talk about the it Osborne. Was Eli. <laughs> that was the big thing. That was the big black cat. That's it. Stay on the other side of the street. Watch out. <laughs> Look for Eli <laughs> and still reach into the opposite. Got <laughs> <laughs> the doors open for you. <laughs> so this ran from 1995 to 2015. So it had a good 20 year run. Um, had over five million synchronized lights. So this was your ultimate, you know, holiday Christmas light spectacular. And Disney was smart because they put it in the back of the Hollywood Studios Park. Mm-hmm. So you would kind of linger there, and they would sell like hot chocolate. And it was just such a good time. It would snow, and yep. it was definitely a spectacular to go see. Do y'all remember where they first? Uh, do y'all remember where they first put it? Before they stuck it in that little New York... In the back streets of... Like, yeah. New- oh, God. Um, there, yeah. Well, it was where the, all the houses were, right? But part of the oh, yeah, but with the Golden Girls and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, the residential street. Resi- yeah. yeah, thank you. Residential street. And then they, when they got rid of that, they moved it over to the downtown sets, mm-hmm. which was cool, too. Yeah, no, the, what was so spectacular about this thing is that, you know, A, again, practical effects. Goes a long way. You can meander through take right. it all in in your own time and then every once in a while it would just go off and then you'd have all these synchronized lights and everything like that and so that was really cool too it was just something special and I always like when they get well it, it's gone now it doesn't really matter but I liked right. when they would use those street areas you know because it was such beautifully intricately de- created areas and they, they looked exactly like you felt like you were in New York or wherever and I, I just I, I wish they would have done more with it, and this was a perfect use of it. No, I th- yeah, it was it was awesome. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I remember even one year, and I still have it in my house. 
They, they gave out these little glasses that look like 3D glasses, but mm-hmm. it's supposed yep, to make like, the lights. Yeah, those two. Yeah, it's yep. supposed to make the lights twinkle even more as you're looking around. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. little prism glasses. Yeah. It was really neat. They were supposed to make them look like. Uh, no, you can see twinkling. secret stuff. You know, you can see secret things too. I mean, I don't know. I no, no, no. He's right. Or, yeah, you, you would see an angel. Oh, he's there right. you no, go. You're yeah, right. yeah. But, yeah. I do remember that. But now. that got controversial because it was like religious, and so then they changed it, and then you were seeing stars, or you Twi- were it seeing. Made, it made the lights twinkle. So it looked yeah, like they were, it, as you're walking through, it looked like they were twinkling. Well, no, you were seeing like a design. There was another. Uh, there was also a design in there too. I can't remember. It started as an angel, and then it, it went to something else. I, I it could have been the star. Maybe it was just twinkling lights. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've gone. Since I've gone to Disney World. That one was always famous. I saw some lights from an angel that was full. But you know that thing is special for the black cat. Now, Keith, why don't you explain to the listeners? Because I mean, I'm sure we have people who have never. Osborns seen have been gone for a little bit. I mean, we're we're old yep. pros, but they've been gone for a little bit. I'm sure people now they've made some money that they were teenagers when this was going on. Now they're in college, or now they're in the work forts and they, they've been going to Disney a little bit more regularly. Why don't you explain a little bit more about that black cat thing and how that was a special attraction in and of itself? Yeah, so um, not to go into the whole history, but the Osborne Whites were actually originally in um, Arkansas mm-hmm. and basically is a gentleman and his family and he started off with a thousand whites and just over time he just loved Christmas lights and in 1993 he had three million whites but the problem is over time the whites came a nuisance and the neighbors wound up suing and went to legal court and Disney's like, hold on, we'll take it and we'll move it to Disney Hollywood Studios. So when Disney is unpacking, you know, the kind of the, the Christmas lights, they find this black cat, which I'm sure was part of his Halloween decorations. Yeah, so Disney's right. like, you know, let's um actually let's keep this and let's just kind of put it into the holiday decorations. And it almost kind of came like a little hidden Mickey and each, each yeah. year they would move it to a different location. Yeah, so you had to find the black cat every time. That was went. a challenge. Ah, it was a hidden kitty. Aren't they all hidden? <laughs> <laughs> they are tough to find. The hidden kitties. And then somewhere in uh, in Arkansas, their Osborns were like, "Where the hell is that cat? Yeah, <laughs> where did I put that damn thing?" SPCA wants to do a light parade. They can't find the cat. It was just here. I swear to God. <laughs> like I know, I know. I just. And I misplaced it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Here's a dog. Mrs. Osborne's like, did you look on top of the barn? <laughs> <laughs> find it, find if it. If I have to come out there and find that god yeah. cat, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's ruined. Baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't find the cat. I'm sorry. I'm looking for the cat. Can't Damn. find it. I'm going home. Damn it. I'm going to take a bath. This is uh, this is interesting. <laughs> so going going back to our conversation about the lights of winter where okay. basically Disney said the technology was outdated, that ended in 2009. So they didn't they didn't want to spend the money or wasn't popular enough. But in 2011, they switched all the Osborne lights to LEDs Can from regular know? lights. Oh, really? Go figure. Yeah. LEDs. So, uh. Yep. So apparently that was popular enough. They could switch that to LEDs, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to switch the lights of winter. So, and then they switched it to LSD, and it was a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> you saw different lights and all kinds of different experiences. It was sparkling, baby. You saw Velociraptor. Yeah, <laughs> all kind of stuff. You saw lights, a sailboat, and some of the big titty mermaids doing that lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good light show. That's a good light show. Yeah, lights of wonder. Yeah, go get him, Hep Knight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Keith. 
So sadly, in 2015, the Osborne Whites shut down due to Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy Aids taking over the uh, the area. So they had to, um, you know, shut it down. And sadly, they had nowhere to put it since. And I don't think it's ever coming back now. Do you think yeah. they still have all those lights? I, I would hope know. so. I mean, it was gifted to them. I mean, it's Osborne's legacy. Right. I mean, you know, I would hope those lights are going to be displayed again at some point. I mean, maybe not at Disney, but uh, hopefully somewhere else. I mean, yeah. So, B. Osborne White shut down, and uh, we'll find out in the next episode, Ghost of Christmas Present, what they uh, replaced over at Hollywood Studios. What a tease. Good job. Hey everybody, my name is Kevin, and uh, you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, United States of America. Anyway, guys, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas today. Happy Holidays if you celebrate a different holiday than Christmas. Um, either way, whatever you're celebrating, we're hoping that you have a very, very good day. Uh, we wanna, also want to make sure we think about those members of the Disney fan community that are abroad and cannot be home with their families. And also we want to think of those members of the Disney fan community that may be having a rough time at this time. Because remember, you know, as happy as this day is, there are some people that are having troubles during this time. And we want to make sure that we hopefully they can have a great day today and um, despite whatever stresses they may be going through. But anyway, we want to think about them too and just uh, hope that things improve. But we love each and every one of our fans, each and every one of you Moeekans, and even though there's visitors that come by and check us out and see what's going on, we definitely appreciate you give us the time and listen. But look, we didn't want to leave you guys hanging without anything for our normal release day. And this year, 2015, our normal release day happens to fall on Christmas as well. We decided to put together a little poem. And actually, we I can't say we did it. Lee actually put it together. You know, Lee, our lovable, cuddly bull uh, travel agent of Magical Moments Vacations. But anyway, um, let's see. Let's get the mood here. I'm going to get a little fireside crackling fireplace, even though it's hot down here in Louisiana and it's very hot and humid. I'm going to go ahead and stoke this fire and get the fireplace going. And I'm going to put on my Tom Amin playlist. If you, know, you don't know Tom Amin, piano player, pianist, I should say, uh, extraordinaire, does uh, has two albums out. Disney just released a third of, of, of cool stuff. So anyway, um, definitely check him out. And if you haven't heard of Tom Amin, you can check some of the stuff out here in the background as we, I read this poem. So Lee came up with his very own rendition of Twas the Night Before Christmas. So I'm going to go ahead and read that for you today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, guys. Here we go. Alright, a poem from Lee Lastavica. Twas the night before Christmas. In the Moeka Nation, not a creature was stirring, dreaming of a Disney vacation. Crown royal bags were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Woo Woo soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of fast passes danced in their heads. And Lisa in her kerchief and her Doctor Who cap had just settled in for a turkey leg nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, Eli was yelling something about Yeti Lives Matter. 
Away to the window, Lee flew like a flash. Too bad he wasn't that fast for that 40-yard dash. The moon on the breast of a new-fallen snow gave view of the Mohican gathering far, far below. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a federal star destroyer and an at-at reindeer. With a little old pilot with a heat-big thirst, it was none other than Eric from the 501st. More rapid than Jedi, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Danny, now Kevin, now Hercher and Swero, on Sullivan, on Keith, on Wade and Coco, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now blast away, blast away, blast away all. As dry leaves that before Winnie the Pooh fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of pork shanks and St. Woo-Woo, too. And then, in a twinkling, a noise that made me poop, the shouting and chanting of a Brazilian tour group. As I drew in my head like I was on Living With The Land, Income Saint Woo-Woo came with 100 magic bands. He was dressed in shorts and flip-flops, but never in dockers. He walked by a cast member and flashed them the shocker. A flask full of Beverly he wore on his side. He was shouting for George and standing up on the ride. His eyes, how they twinkled when he saw our well-stocked bar. He fast-passed Test Track, letting Lee design the car. On Spaceship Earth, he took all the Mohicans. Azatelonia ABCs, thank the Phoenicians. The next ride was Soren after walking too far. We almost got kicked out for rocking the cars. He had a round belly and was overall mellow. He shook when he laughed like a net full of jello. He was a little loud, his speech slurred when he talked telling some drunk girls that Eli was a Seattle Seahawk. After walking ten miles stuffed from food and wine, St. Wu and team knew it was past their bedtime. He got in the car with the Magic Railway crew, but decided to jump out down the street he flew. But I heard him exclaim as he shouted later, Moeekins rule much more than those effing navigators. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anyway, the, the, the views of Lee LaSavica don't necessarily reflect the views of the Magic Our Way crew. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, well, hope you enjoy that little poem, guys. And again, I hope everybody's having a great day. We'll see you on the next episode. Right, guys we hope you enjoyed that episode man that we appreciate and thanks for listening man of course look www.magicrway.com is a place to find everything and we definitely appreciate you listening to the show we hope to be back live and in studio the next time you are listening to us exactly so if you're thinking hey man i'm, I'm facebooking these guys messages during the show I, how come i didn't hear it mm-hmm. that's because we didn't record it during that particular week we recorded this maybe like like last year who knows yeah so <laughs> please don't be mad at us for missing a week appreciate the fact that we thought ahead 
to make sure that our inconveniences wouldn't be your inconveniences. That's right. There's a lot of love around here, man. <laughs> a lot of love. Yeah. Don't you feel the love? I don't want to feel the love. The love scares me. <laughs> no, don't be scared of the love. The love comes from across the universe. We're not here recording, but not, we gave you some love. I'm worried about the love coming from across the room. No, the love is good, man. <laughs> Embrace the love. Bathe in the love. Bathe. Oh, this sounds so wrong. The face, neck, and chest, man, your bathe. Oh, God, please wrap this thing up. Okay, <laughs> anyway, guys, we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. And you are. Bye! <laughs>